May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts join together in love be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. We began our Lenten journey March 2nd on Ash Wednesday, where we reflected on our human mortality, our need for repentance, and our need to be reconciled to God. We left here wearing ashes to remind ourselves and others that we have begun this season of reflection, repentance, and reconciliation. For six weeks, we've been journeying toward the cross and considering how our identity is rooted and grounded in Christ. We've looked at the story of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness and how the devil questioned Jesus' identity even though he knew that God had said, this is my beloved son. We've remembered our own baptisms and explored ways our own identities are shaped by being welcomed into a community and a covenant sealed with God's grace and love. Perhaps we've wrestled with our own identity in Christ and what that means for leaving the old behind as Paul did in order to embrace our new self, which is securely attached, rooted, and grounded in Christ. Palm Sunday, Pastor Dave asked us this compelling question. Who is Jesus to you? It's Holy Week, and we find the disciples wrestling with this very question. Tonight, we get to enter once again into the world of the disciples' last days with Jesus, eavesdrop on their conversations, and imagine what motivated their behavior. We get to witness once again the story of Christ's triumph cloaked in tragedy. We have the advantage of knowing the whole story, from Christ's jubilant ride into Jerusalem to his excruciating sacrificial death on a cross, to his victorious resurrection from the dead three days later. Holy Week allows us to peek at close proximity into the heart of our Savior. Jesus' love for us is reflected in every step toward the cross every breath up to his last, and in his victorious resurrection, which closed the door on death. This week is about the passion or suffering of Jesus, the suffering Jesus endured for our salvation. The events of this week are the basis of the Christian faith. Jesus' radical, sacrificial love launched the new covenant that God had promised and many had prophesied. Today, we celebrate Monday Thursday, and as Pastor Dave just told us, that word is derived from a Latin word for command or mandate. This is a reference to Jesus telling the disciples, do as I have done for you, or love one another. Tonight, through scripture, we are witnesses to Jesus' last meal with the disciples, and to the disciples' dismay and confusion as Jesus gets up from the meal and washes their feet. Through these acts, Jesus is showing the disciples how to extend extraordinary hospitality and radical love. Even though he is completely aware of the betrayals and the suffering to come in the next few days, Jesus is preparing the disciples for ministry when he is not with them. John's gospel identifies Jesus as Lord, Christ, Master, Logos, or the Word, Son of God, Son of Man, Son of David, Lamb of God, Messiah, Savior, the Resurrection, and the Life. 
John aims to encourage us to know and to trust that Jesus is the Messiah. It is believed that this text was written to inspire members of a late first century group of Christ followers who held fast to this claim that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is the Messiah. This was written for them during a troubling time. You see, they were undergoing a painful separation from the larger Jewish synagogue and society to which they belonged. Their church was in turmoil. This particular group of believers were being kicked out of the synagogue for identifying Jesus as the Messiah, as the Son of God. The story of Christ's passion in John 13 is a familiar text. And sometimes when the text is familiar, we tend to read it the same way we read it the last time. But that's one of the things I like most about the Bible. It's a living document. Familiar stories have the ability to take on new meaning, depending on our context, our situation, and our need. For tonight, I wanna to focus on three verses. At the place where we enter the narrative in chapter 13, Jesus' public teaching has been completed. And now we see Jesus exclusively focus on teaching his own in order to prepare them for what is coming. Verse one says, it was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them till the end. Now that statement, he loved them till the end, that's striking to me. The end can mean end in the sense of conclusion or termination, or end in the sense of aim or fulfillment. And given John's fondness for ambiguity and multiple layers of meaning, perhaps both meanings are intended. Jesus loved his disciples to the very end of his earthly life and ministry, and he loved them fully and completely, without condition or reservation, for this kind of love was the fulfillment of his ministry on earth. Jesus knows that his hour has come to depart from this world and return to the Father. He knows that the Father has given all things into his hands and that he has come from God and is returning to God. Despite knowing all of this, he chooses to demonstrate his love for the disciples in a remarkable way by taking on the role and task that would normally be performed by a servant. He got up from the meal wrapped a towel around his waist, poured water into a basin, and he washed their feet one by one. Jesus simply uses water and a towel to wash the disciples' feet. Yes, yet this act in itself is extraordinary and extravagant. It demonstrates extraordinary hospitality and radical love that the one who comes from God and is going to God should take on the menial task of a servant. This act points to the even greater sacrifice to come in the dark hours ahead, when Jesus will lay down his life and be crucified on a Roman cross, the form of execution reserved for insurgents and thieves. In verse 14, Jesus says, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. 
Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now left to our own human frailties, this kind of love and forgiveness are inconceivable. But this kind of love is possible because of the one who loves us fully and completely. The one who loves us to the end, even to the cross and to the grave and back. Our feet are symbols of our walk with Christ and with one another. Our walk testifies to Jesus' acts on our behalf. The meal that we will eat together tonight is instituted by Christ himself. It declares a radical unity with Jesus. And we have been baptized into a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And we too are living in troubled times. We're living in a time when mistrust and misdeeds abound. We're living in a time when different groups of people construct differing realities, not based in reason or on evidence, which prevents civil conversation and peaceful resolution. We're living in a time when the very earth on which we stand is heating up, evidenced by stronger storms, and this is disrupting the balance of nature. We're living in a time when our church is divided on how to love people who identify as LGBTQ. But Jesus had a word for the disciples that is still relevant for us today. In verse 34, he gives us this mandate, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Jesus' commandment to love one another is not a commandment to feel affection, but a commandment to act in loving ways when we would rather do otherwise. Of course, we always fall short of God's perfect love, but that cannot be an excuse to hold grudges or act in unloving ways. As we are washed by Jesus in God's deep and generous love, it is my prayer that our hearts are stretched to love more completely, more fully, more unwaveringly. Amen.